Well, welcome everyone. Today in studio we have with us President of Guildhall, Paul Wiseman. We also have the Vice President of Guildhall, Jeremy Wiseman, and myself, Senior Analyst and Vice President of Sales. And today, one day only, the host for The Real Money Show in place of John, who is on vacation. I want everybody to know who's been listening, if you're a new listener or if you've been listening for a while, that our team has actually been helping people the world over since 2002 to purchase and own physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. And this is our ninth full season of The Real Money Show. I'll remind everybody before we get going today that we are not, nor any of our representatives, financial planners or advisors for you, the listener. And past performance of gold or silver or colored diamonds is not indicative of future performance. In fact, we're here to tell you we think it could be a whole lot greater. The number to call if you want an investment package or to get signed up for the free Precious Metals Advisor, our industry newsletter, both of which, again, come to you uh, absolutely free of charge, is one eight seven seven eight silver or you can venture over to our website, which is guildhallwealth.com. Now let's get talking about the incredible potential of all three of these markets and how you can protect your wealth by owning them today. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's been uh, quite a busy week at uh, Guildhall. Lots Do you like of- the new host there? Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, it's got bad. a nice deep voice like John Scholes. Um, no, it's been a busy week. Lots of buying on the dip. Um, lots of conversations with clients as well, just discussing uh, that flash crash that we that we saw a couple weeks ago. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today. Um, we've got a couple of really good articles talking about whether or not the bottom is in on silver and gold after that flash crash from uh, a week and a half ago. And uh, just seeing who, who says that uh, the market is actually bottoming in the, at this time. So I'm looking forward to reviewing all of those articles today. Well, it's been a couple of tough days when silver experienced that flash crash, Jeremy, and gold moved below its 200-day moving average to around 1235 US dollar per ounce. But the incredible pessimism among basically all precious metals investors and analysts was a great, great contrarian signal. We'll spend a little bit of time talking about that today. And don't get me wrong, there have been a couple of days in July here when it has been very close to you know, wanting to just throw in the towel where you get very bearish and you're worried that the price could drop further on continued weakness in the market, but it never happened. And that for me is the ultimate goal of why we're here to help people invest wisely and to try and help them to get into markets like silver and gold. The only real concern I have right now is the US dollar. I saw some information, some data come across a table on the commitment of traders reports, which tells us where all of the big investors from the commercials to the banks to all of the very big players are putting their money on what side of the US dollar they're on. And we do have a little bit of the commercials, uh, once again, reducing their short position, which brings some concern for gold pricing, but not enough that I would be jumping the gun on any type of selling at all. So this is right where we're going to spend some time in the show talking about what we call the summer lows. And we think they're likely in. And as we look at each metal here on Thursday, both gold and silver already do look better this week. And I believe we might be right at the beginning of a very big multi-month bowl that could take gold towards 1500 and silver towards 26 an ounce. Well, I think as well, Darren, as we're recording the show Thursday afternoon, gold is trading at $1,246 US. Uh, Silver's trading at 1638 uh, both up uh, on the day. I think these markets are waiting to break out. Um, with that flash crash, we had silver as low as 1435. Um, we're now at 1638. So that's a $2 move back up. Uh, 
And I think this market, there is more upside than there is downside. And if you clients are listening out there or new clients, if you want to buy precious metals, you can go to our website. If you're just a small investor or even a large investor, you can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Look at the products that we carry. We carry nothing but physical product, whether it's one ounce silver or gold maples, 10 ounce silver bars, 10 ounce gold bars, kilo bars, 100 ounce silver bars. You can get started. And if you're interested in opening a larger account and you want to put it in a safe, secure depository, which is allocated, segregated, we can do that for you. And we're also going to talk about registered uh, plans where you can put gold and silver into your plans. And we're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Well, listen, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call if you want to get some more free information about investing and buying gold and silver, or you can go over to guildhallwealth.com, our website, and we'll be happy to help you out. Yeah, you know, we were just talking, Darren, about uh, this pullback recently and, and how, just to, how to put it into perspective. And, you know, look, the, the market really started to come into a consolidated period in 2013 where we've gone where we've basically been consolidating for the last several years in this market and so when you see these flash crashes when you see this market there's less clients less less investors out there saying oh uh, I got to sell because something's you know the market's going down it's it's really going down and you don't you don't get that sense of how long is a piece of string can it go down to 14? Can it go down to 12? We're not hearing that as just a baseline across the microcosm of our desks, let's say. Clients don't feel that that's going to happen. There's a sense of, well, I've been buying at these levels for the last several years, so there's no point selling at this point and over the last couple of years. We're looking to sell at higher prices. So I think that overall sense of you know, is there a, a fear factor in the market that the market could drop down to, to nothing? No, there doesn't seem to be that fear in this market at this time. Well, let's pick up on that, Jeremy, because that's an important point as far as I'm concerned. If analysts say that May is the time to go away, then I would say based on what we've seen in the market that July is the time to stay in play because we've hit a lot of opportunities during the months of July and August, late July specifically, throughout our tenure since our doors open. And that brings us to the next point, gentlemen, which we're going to discuss. Gold, are the summer lows likely in? And my my belief is that we are, in fact, seeing the lows of the market. Gold became very oversold, and of course, it's the leader in the precious metals market. We might all like silver from time to time as a more speculative metal, a way to add a lot more flavor to the portfolio, and in some cases, a lot more return, but gold is the leader. Pessimism has been extremely high, and if you look at last week as an indicator, really, we haven't experienced that kind of pessimism across the board uh, in in many years. I mean, every site I went to, every analyst I read, basically everyone was bearish. And even the analysts that I like to follow were calling potentially for lower prices. Everybody was saying that it could be 1200 maybe even 1150 we'd see in gold. Now, although this extreme sentiment has not been reflected by the data, and I will point that out, it's very important to follow the numbers, you would be you know, remiss if you were sitting on the fence and uh, didn't think about maybe taking this as an opportunity to buy. I think really it's great news that we're here at this time of the year and that this coincides traditionally with the time of year where typically we see great things begin to happen and run their course through here to next spring, let's say, with very big climactic moments. What do you think, Jeremy? Well, I think it's it's always great to try to time the market in the sense of um, 
after you've established a position, um, you know, I was listening to an interview with uh, Jim Rogers, and he was saying, oh, I'm not a buyer of precious metals here because uh, he has plenty in his portfolio. So he he's waiting for a great, you know, he's waiting for the outside chance that the market goes down. He'll he'll accumulate more. I'm not necessarily a big fan of the the timing issues because at the end of the day, you don't try to time when you're going to buy insurance. You just buy it. So if if you haven't established a position in precious metals, you, you should start that today unless you figure that the stock market's going to go up indefinitely. One of the things that Jim Rogers was saying was that you know the U.S. U.S. economy has experienced some sort of financial disaster every two to four years for for the last hundred or so years. What what makes this time all of a sudden different? Well, absolutely nothing except for the fact that the debts are so much bigger. That I my feeling is that the bubble is so big, no one realizes how far how how big the next crash is going to be because the bubble is that much bigger because the Fed over the last four or five decades has done nothing but answer a bubble bursting by creating another one. And so I think just to finish here in, in that sense, to go along with what you're asking about positioning in gold, um, Marco Byrne was uh, commenting on Jim Rickards, who wrote the book Currency Wars, and he just made a couple points here just to, just to sum up what Jim Rickards was saying. And he was saying, quote, time to the time to position in gold is right now. The Fed has hit the pause button. No more rate hikes, rate hikes for the foreseeable future. Fed's theories, quote, bear no relation to reality and has, uh, this is uh, Rickard's quote, blundered by raising rates. Growth is weak. Inflation is weak. Retail sales and real income incomes are weak. Tight money, weak economy, and stock bubble classic recipe for market crash. Reduce allocations to stocks and reallocate to defensive assets such as gold. Quote, gold will be the big winner when the Fed suddenly realizes its blunder. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website to go. If you believe what we're talking about, and there are many listeners out there who are looking for alternatives, then this is the place perhaps to be. And I think you're exactly right, Jeremy. This is really great news. We're about, believe it or not, fellas, $24, $25 below what has been the six-year downtrend line for gold. If it broke above that, which could happen in the next couple of days, we could really see some fireworks here. You've got an oversold setup on the chart, both daily and weekly, and it's in combination with what has been over this past week, a very bullish COT report telling us where positions are in the market. And that is coming in line with a very strong seasonal cycle. So I expect that there is going to be some big demand coming out in the more recent next two, three months. And we're going to discuss some of those, get into the details of those COT reports and what uh, what some of the analysts are saying. In the meantime, and we're going to get to that in the next segment, in the meantime, if you're looking to get a, a position in precious metals, you can do that in your registered accounts, whether it's a RSP, Lira, LIF, RIF, uh, spousal RSP, or even a TFSA as well. You can hold physical precious metals. That's what we do at Guildhall, all physical. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. We assist clients to hold physical silver and gold in their precious in their registered accounts. It's fully allocated, segregated. You can even make an appointment to go and personally audit your holdings, but you get a chance to own your own gold and silver in your registered account. 
You can go to guildhallwealth.com to learn more about that. And of course, we do have a promotion with regard to that, don't we, Paul? Yeah, for every $25,000 U.S. invested into um, a registered plan, we will give you five grams of gold up to 10 grams. That's great, Paul. It's a freebie. If you're coming in to invest and you're going to invest anyways, you're telling me now I get some free gold with it as well. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. As they just said, we are in studio with Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth Management, Jeremy Wiseman, vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management, and myself taking on the role of John Scholes this week is Darren Long, vice president of sales, and I'll be hosting for the rest of the show. Now, in the first segment, fellas, we started talking about a couple of things. Number one, a market update, which is indicating to us that gold may be on the heels of a very good and bullish setup. We also discussed a little bit about the seasonality aspect of gold, and we're going to get into silver in a moment and talk about that. I want to remind people, if you are on the heels of investing, you're on the fence, you're close to making that decision, and you're going to do that, got a great promo happening right now for every 25,000 US you put into a registered account means an RRSP or a TFSA or a lira or a spousal RSP or even a great registered education savings plans which we'll talk about a little bit later for every 25,000 US you put into that account you're going to get some gold free of charge. It's five grams of gold. Some conditions do apply, but that's our way of saying thank you for coming aboard and reducing whatever we can in terms of overall costs. And again, this is the time of year where we talked in the first segment, Jeremy, about there being some seasonal uh, demand. We're going to come out of the summer months soon, and I hate thinking that, you know, summer half of July, the kids got to go back to school in a month and a bit. But the reality is for us, Gold and silver have been very good to investors coming out of the summer months, especially when we've had the big climaxes. If we look back to 2011, coming in 2010, I remember sitting here in this very room, price of silver trading in the same room range as it was now, thinking, you know, we have a shot at making 20 before the end of October, and we made 24. We have a shot by making, we thought, 25 by Christmas, and we were at 30. And then we were happy because we thought, you know what, we might even get to 35 by spring. And we got to $49 an ounce in silver while gold trended to 1920. Thinking back to that, do you think we're anywhere near that or that could be a potential setup right now? You know, looking back on that experience, you could see that there were a lot of investors who were being complacent about the market. The market was definitely meandering between anywhere from 16 to $19. It would go up, it'd come down, very similar to sort of price action to what we're seeing. Um, also, and- the same thing that occurred, there was a shortage of physical product, which we are incurring right now from the Royal Mint. They are back, they are allocating very small allotments of 100 ounce bars and 10 ounce bars. Almost impossible to get. We have a regular, uh, you know, amount of product coming through the door, so we're not feeling as yet. Though we're getting a lot of strange phone calls, I think, from the composition competition trying to buy product uh, from us. But we look after our own customers first. They are number one. But there is a shortage of physical product. Now, this always tells me, do you remember, Darren, when silver was trading like $20 an ounce and on eBay it was $25 an ounce? It's still the same way, Paul. You're paying premiums and a lot of uneducated investors will flock towards very high premium things. But, I mean, if you look at it on the whole, 
if this combines all together to form the ingredients of a new bull leg up in this multi-year bull market, it's a very exciting time. And getting back to what Jeremy was saying, this is exactly where I feel we are right now. Yeah, look, again, looking back, uh, there there was a sense of complacency. Um, you know, people who were trading precious metals saw the market not really doing what it w- was expected of it. And when it first rose up to $20, $21, people were selling because they figured, oh, it's going to drop back down again. And then lo and behold, it didn't. We're seeing somewhat of a similar sort of price action in the market today where it's kind of moving up, coming back down. But we're going to give you a whole bunch of analyst thoughts on where the price is going to be going over the next six months. Uh, um, you know, just take a look into that crystal ball a little bit. But yeah, you know, as you said, Paul, there, there's we, with a very low price in the precious metals, you see people buying more than their fair share. You end up with shortages of the physical. And, um, you know, just to quickly look at uh, at what what they're saying on Bloomberg, an article that we're going to put in this week's newsletter saying that uh, there's plenty of speculation that silver is due for a recovery. In a Bloomberg survey of 13 traders and analysts, the majority were bullish. 11 people said prices would rise and two predicted declines. Among seven respondents that provided estimates, the the median 12-month forecast was $20, indicating a 24% rally from current levels. And it goes on and on and on sort of the same thing over and over again. Everyone's predicting a 25% increase in in silver at this point, from this point up to that $20 level at minimum. one silver guildhallwealth.com. If you'd like a copy of the free Precious Metals Advisor, our weekly industry newsletter. It's free of charge. We're happy to send it to you. Consider it our way of shaking your hand and getting to know you a little better. And we're happy to have you come aboard. That website is a fantastic way for you to find out a little more about what type of product we offer, what it looks like, and what to expect in terms of pricing. It's all right there in front of you once you get over to guildhallwealth.com. Now, gentlemen, we were finishing up the summer doldrums, as we call them, talking about gold and it being a leader of the precious metals arena. Now, this perfect storm potentially is not going to, of course, as you just said, Jeremy, be uh, hitting gold only. This is also a silver uh, situation that could be developing here. And as we know over the years, our clients love silver. They have an appetite for silver second to none in the world. We have a ton of silver uh, through our invested clients that are on the books, and it's a fantastic metal, and it does have the potential to do great things. Now, we've been talking over the last couple of weeks about What happened on July the 7th, which was a small flash crash, took the price of silver literally from the $16.30 range all the way down to $14.30. And of course, nobody could take advantage of this because it's what they call maybe a fat finger. Somebody slipped on the keyboard. No, No. you don't think so? What about- Paul, Paul, you tried to buy at at those prices. I was actually watching the market. Because that's what and you do. I, yeah, that's what you, I do. You do it all to, too much. You but I was watching the market, and I saw it drop from actually 1606 down to 1436. And I was trying to punch in orders for physical product. I finished up buying at 1530 and 1560. Those were my two fills. So from dropping from 1606 down to 1436, I was able to fill up 1530 and 1560. So again, physical is completely different to paper trading. And then I couldn't only get a small amount. You know, I tried to punch in, you know, 50,000 ounces, and I finished up getting in 5,000 ounces. Well, this is the situation that occurs from time to time. And of course, whether it's technical glitches, whether it's algorithmic 
robots, whether it's high-frequency trading or it's just outright manipulation, Jeremy, this is a situation we've seen happen from time to time, and it does nothing to really scare off any longer the physical buyers of silver. Okay, so here's here's the situation in the market. What you had was the market went down in a flash crash. You had the major bullion banks all shoring up their short positions, meaning that they were betting that the price of silver would go down. And the problem is, is that every time the market goes up, they're caught on the wrong side. And these are what they called legacy short positions. Well, it looks, out, they, it looks like they've cut out most of these legacy short positions and they've closed out those trades upon this flash, tra- uh, flash crash. Now, on the other side of, of the equation, you see this massive bump up in ETF purchases, which is ridiculous because we know that the little guy on the street is not buying on the dip. They just don't do it. Most people buy at the highs. So why all of a sudden are there massive influx of money into the ETFs, silver ETFs, upon the closing of the, of the short contracts And then now they're taking delivery from the ETF, which I just found out from Paul this afternoon. Now, it's a nice little game, isn't it? Here's the curious thing because, not Darren, you couldn't go and take money out of an ETF. I can't take I can't take delivery of product from an ETF. You have to be a major big player in the market. You're taking take a basket, as they call it. You're taking delivery of millions and millions of dollars worth. Most people in the ETFs do not have millions and millions of dollars worth. You want to know why? Because if you have millions and millions of dollars worth, uh, if you have millions of dollars of capital to go invest in precious metals, the last thing you're going to do is buy it in a paper investment, backed or not. You're going to get your own physical product and make sure you're either storing it in a safe that you've designed and had built in your basement or utilize something like what Guildhall has where it's a secured depository, independent, outside the banking system, allocated product, that's where you're going to put it. So this is just really culminating to say these bullion banks have cut out all their short positions, legacy short positions. They're letting the hedge funds take on those positions which I think is wrong. They're wrongly taking those positions. Now they've bought all of they've bought into the ETFs, and now they're taking delivery of the physical product from the ETFs. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out two months from now that it was J.P. Morgan taking delivery of all that product. And why would they take delivery of all that product unless they were expecting the price to rise? Well, listen, we're in the physical game, and in that game, we hold true to the belief that the best way to own gold and silver is by buying it, having it in your fingers, making it tangible, touched. You know, you you can go and visit your product, and that's what we do at Guildhall. So if you're thinking of buying and you want to open up an account, we'll store it for you. We're happy to do it. If you're making a smaller purchase and there's no security risks and you want to take it home, that's also fine. You can order right from our website at guildhallwealth.com. If you'd like to take that a step further and have a combination of everything, In next segment, maybe in the fourth segment, we're going to be talking about a way that you can get into the market and use the other people's money, the concept of other people's money. it's so inexpensive and safe to store precious metals. It's an average cost of about one-tenth of one percent on a monthly basis to store and insure your product. It's in an IROC-approved depository. It's insured with Lloyds of London. How better is that? And it's out of the banking system. You own it. It's yours. You know, a lot of people buy gold and then they put it back in a safe deposit box back in the bank. You shouldn't be doing that. You should be keeping it outside the system. 
gold, silver is real money. We've been on the, on the air for a long, long time, and we say gold and silver is real money. Paper money is real money, but it's a promissory note. It's backed by nothing but the confidence and faith of the people. Used to be backed by gold, used to be backed by silver. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. We recommend that you hold anywhere from 15 to 20% of physical product in your portfolio. It's an insurance policy. You have life insurance, you have home insurance, car insurance. You know, you don't want to collect on those insurances, but everybody has it. And gold and silver is your insurance policy against fiat currencies. Look at the US dollar. Over the last month, it's dropped almost 7% against a basket of six currencies. Will it drop even further? We think so. You know, the U.S. government right now is holding almost $20 trillion in debt. You know, $20 trillion is almost impossible to pay back. The Fed bought up over $4.5 trillion worth of garbage in securities and bonds and God knows what else, and they've got to take that off their books sooner or later. This is what they've been talking about. This is what Yellen was saying. Well, we're going to sooner or later have to, you know, tighten up and sell back what we've bought. Who are they going to sell it to? The biggest owner of treasuries is the Fed. It's like one hand is looking after the other hand. Everybody thinks it's Japan, China, all these other countries that own treasuries. Or, you know, they don't. The Fed owns a big chunk. You should be in physical product, whether you go to our e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com, you can buy physical product, you can take it home, you can pick it up at our office, it's available to you. If it's a large amount, we don't recommend that you take it home. Um, There's a lot of home invasions, it's not safe, it's better to put it in a safe, secure location. And then if you really want to invest, you can get into registered plans, TFSAs, RSPs, Liras, any registered plan, you can put gold and silver into that plan. And we feel there is more upside right now in the price of gold and silver than there has ever been for a long, long time. And in those registered accounts, remember, if you're putting in 25000 or more, we're happy to give you a thank you gift. It's five grams of gold for every 25000 US you put into that account in the registered accounts, whether it's an RRSP or a Lira, whether it's a TFSA or a registered education savings plans. They're all the same, and we're happy to help you to do that. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. one silver is the number to call if you're interested in getting an investment package from Guildhall Wealth Management, or you can go online to guildhallwealth.com. And in this segment, we are going to talk a little more about the other leg of our three investments that we love so much. We've discussed silver and gold already. And of course, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the most decadent of those three investments, which is natural fancy colored diamonds, something we're very proud of at Guildhall. And of course, we consider ourselves to be leaders in this particular arena. And today's show, we have Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall, Paul Wiseman, President of Guildhall, and myself, Darren Long, Senior Analyst and Vice President of Sales, hosting the show in place of John this week. And uh, Colored Diamonds, fellas, something that we definitely feel fits in very nicely for those who are buying gold and silver. Paul, tell me a little bit about what you love so much about putting a package together that includes a beautiful, natural, fancy colored diamond. Well, Darren, first of all, it's probably the 
best kept secret in financial circles. Natural fancy colored diamonds have never dropped in price of of incredible, when I should say, never dropped in price of quality natural fancy colored diamonds in 40 years since they've been keeping records. Um, we've just launched our new website, Jeremy. It's uh, guildhallwealth.com, and we've incorporated our diamonds into that website. And we were talking a little earlier as we were coming into the show about the amount of Argyle diamonds that we have on our website and how incredibly hard they are are to find the quality that we put up on our website. Yeah, you know, I'm always looking everything that we have on the site is is gorgeous. They're amazing when you start looking at them. It's uh, just incredible the different variety even on the pink diamonds specifically if you're just looking at the argyle diamonds that we have, just the variety of pink shades that we have. We move all the way from orangey pink diamonds through to natural just fancy pink to purple pink purplish pink diamonds and there's such a great array of different colors my favorite diamond that we have right now is a 0.29 fancy pink it's a vs1 now vs is a very strong clarity a very high clarity diamond when it comes to pink diamonds because most pink diamonds that you come across actually have very low clarity qualities and those that are of a very good quality quality like vs or even internally flawless are very difficult to find and then once you even try to find a vs quality pink diamond you now have to try to find a quality vs because not all VS quality diamonds are, are the same. So we're always looking for the highest quality that we can muster and find in this market. And this one in particular is fantastic. Now, even with the current exchange, you're able to buy this 0.29 fancy pink VS1 for under 30,000 Canadian all in. And the color on it in person is very strong. It looks like an intense, but it's actually a fancy and it's an Argyle diamond. So this is one that, you know, if you're comparing between a fancy pink or a one carat intense yellow, this might be something that you're going to probably lean towards. These type of diamonds don't tend to last too long, but you can take a look at it. Go to guildhallwealth.com. It's under the diamond collection. You'll see it right away. 0.29 0.29 fancy pink radiant VS1 Argyle diamond shows right there. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call if you want to find out more information by phone. Get in touch with any of us. You can call and ask for us specifically. You can come in, set up an appointment to view, which is really the most optimum way to see a colored diamond, of course. But I have a question for you, fellas. A lot of times we talk about how this investment is uh, made up in part by the beauty and the fire of the diamond and the collectability of the diamond, which all in turn add to the overall quality of the investment. Should I be worried if I'm an investor and I'm not interested in any of that? If I want to just come in and buy a colored diamond, I'm going to put it away and I don't really care about the color or anything. I'm just taking the advice of the fellas here on the panel because I want to make money. Is that something that's uh, easy to do as well? You know, I think that we tell clients and we tell anyone looking at a natural fancy color diamond to be very careful about what they're buying when they're buying it. That they should be careful buying things online because they just don't know what they're going to get. I've compared, you know, I could compare a similar radiant fancy, uh, fancy pink radiant cut that we're talking about today, VS1. I could find something similar somewhere else, but it's not going to have the same quality factor. And it might even be 
more economical to acquire, but it's not going to have the same features. It's not going to be as good a quality. And so it's really buyer beware out there if they don't know what they're doing. But at Guildhall, because we invest in these diamonds, we go out, we find the best diamonds, we have the highest standards when it comes to a, to acquiring a natural fancy color diamond, that I believe anyone could buy one of these diamonds blind. They could call up and say, I'm looking to spend this much. What will I, you know, what kind of returns could I look to get on that type of diamond? I don't care what it looks like. Give it to me. Is it a moneymaker? The answer to us, yes. Now, it depends on how long you're planning to hold it. Because in this market, money makes money. Jeremy, before you go on, there's something very important about that. We've talked about it at seminars at length and the importance of understanding how these investments are related to gold and silver. Gold and silver are obviously markets, gentlemen, that can are completely liquid. We can make a phone call and in a few seconds we have a sell order put in, a buy order put in. We have that uh, cash transaction yep. happening. And of course the client gets the resulting cash move to their account or from their account. Yep. With colored diamonds, we've talked about them being milestone investments. Talk or shed a little more light to the listeners here about how that functions to add value to their portfolio. Talk about those types of milestones that you can use colored diamonds for. Well, you know, look, you can have a milestone being a retirement milestone, a graduation milestone. If you, you know, if you just um, had a, a baby and you say, I want my, my kid to go to university, you could say, I'm going to plan to sell this in 15, 18 years. Uh, you could, we see a lot of clients buying um, natural fancy color diamonds to um, celebrate an anniversary. So, you know, the first an- first wedding ring might have been um, demure, let's say, modest, and uh, they've, they've been successful in life and they want to celebrate their 20-year anniversary or their 30-year anniversary, and they come in to buy a natural fancy yellow diamond to celebrate that, and they understand at this point that, yeah, if I'm going to spend you know, 30, 40,000, I want that money to, to be worth something down the road. So it's but understanding they've, they've also become more astute as they've got older and they understand that when they bought their first engagement ring, it was an impulse item. Um, and, you know, it's supposed to be three months salary. Uh, n- normally white diamonds, there is so many of them. And especially when you grade a white diamond, D is the highest quality that you can get, but most then you go E, F, G, H. Most of the white diamonds that you see in the marketplace are G quality. Now, we sell internally flawless yellows. We sell VS quality pinks because you can't find internally flawless pinks. They just don't come that way. Um, so we sell internally flawless yellows. Internally flawless yellows will always go up in value, whether it's a fancy diamond uh, that may go up 6% a year, an intense may go up 12 to 14% a year, and a vivid could go up as much as 35% a year if you buy a large enough diamond in the range of one to three carats. So when people buy white diamonds, you know, I've seen it, you know, whether I've been on a cruise ship, I've been in the Bahamas, I see people rush off those boats and go on to Bay Street and rush to duty free. Guess what? They're not getting anything of any value, and white diamonds overall will not increase in value. Natural fancy colored diamonds, since they've been keeping records, have never dropped in price, but you have to be patient. You buy a natural fancy colored diamond, whether you're looking to retire, whether you're looking to put your kids through you know, university, you hold 10, 15 years, you're going to make nothing but money on these diamonds. 
Now, when it comes to that, and again, I'll remind people, if you want to get some information to dial the number one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website guildhallwealth.com where you can view all of these beautiful diamonds. We've spent a lot of time as of late, and we'll get into this a little more maybe in the fourth segment, revamping the website. We spent a great deal of time upgrading the website, spending more time focusing on what we believe are value-added aspects that the client appreciates greatly. One of those things that relates to diamonds that we looked at today on the way down, Jeremy, was the Argyle icon on the actual diamonds themselves. A very easy way for our clients that are shopping, thinking about investing, to see which of the pinks are actual Argyles and which are not. Yes. So what we've done on the dime, uh, on the site here is that any diamond that has uh, has the argyle insignia on the girdle of the diamond, because it, uh, a lot of the argyle pink diamonds can be recut. But if it's an argyle diamond and not much has changed about the diamond and we have either the argyle certificate or the inscriptions on the girdle, that's indicated on the website as argyle pink. Um, using the Argyle Pink logo. You can see that there. Now, there's a lot of pink diamonds that we have on the site that are most likely Argyle diamonds. They've just been recut to be better quality. Um, For example, we have a fancy purplish pink that screams Argyle diamond. It just screams recut, meaning that it might have been 0.45 to start. Now it's down to a 1.36. But the change, of course, is that its color has been improved, the clarity has been improved, maybe even the symmetry has been improved. So, you know, sometimes not every diamond that says, not every diamond uh, that that doesn't say argyle on it is not an argyle. Well, argyle produces 90% of the world's pink. So there's 10% of produced, whether, you know, is from India, uh, Brazil, uh, South Africa, it doesn't mean it's a bad diamond because it's come from one of those other countries. The difference with when we talk about recuts of an argyle diamond, a diamond could be an SI1 in an argyle pink. Now, we wouldn't sell an SI1 because it means it has too many inclusions. But a cutter will cut out or polish those inclusions out. So if you've got a diamond... As Jeremy says, it could be a 0.45 originally, but the inclusions are on the table. That's the top of the diamond or on the girdle. If you polish and cut, you're going to lose a portion of that diamond, but you're going to take out some of the inclusions. It's going to go from an SI1 to a VS1. Now, that may increase the value by as much as 30%. So, of course, you're happy to lose 10% of the diamond to make 30% more. So we love Argyle Pinks. We think it's a great opportunity. We have a terrific collection. And if you look at our yellows, we have more internally flawless yellow diamonds on our website than anybody in the world. I can say that because we're looking at websites every day of the week. We don't see the same quality and the same uh, amount of diamonds. And we also do have some diamonds that are not on the website um, because we can't put everything up. And this is the thing that people need to know. Before we go to this break, and Jeremy wants to make one important point in addition to what we were discussing about, this for many people is an unknown investment. If you don't take the time to educate yourself, what you're getting is knowledge without action. If you put the two together, you're going to get success. And that's what we're all about at Guildhall, helping you to understand that, educate it. Before we go to break, Jeremy, you want to add a point. Yeah, I wanted to say that, yes, Argyle Diamond Pink, you can go to the site, 
any diamond that is pure argyle hasn't you know been very untouched in a way you get the you get it on the GIA it says argyle inscription this is something that a lot of investors are looking for they want to know that what they're getting is argyle that has cachet in the market so what we've provided on the site is you can just go through and see which diamonds are pure argyle and for example this 0.29 that we've been discussing today fancy pink radiant cut vs1 is an argyle pink. I think it's uh, one of my favorites on the site right now, and very economical, under thirty thousand. This is uh, to me, this is something that's so easy to acquire right now. You know, get into the market with a really high quality argyle for under thirty. I mean, it just it rarely happens. And that's the type of diamond that could easily double in five to six years. So, you know, if you're looking long term, ten fifteen years, at that rate, the diamond in fifteen years could be worth a hundred thousand dollars. You never know, fellas, and it's been good to us so far, so we're going to stick with this for our clients. When we come back into the fourth segment, we're going to talk a little more about silver and gold. We're going to tell you a little bit more about a new program we have at Guildhall, which is really a return to an old program, but in a different way with new aspects, the way to hold gold and silver in your portfolio. And we're all sick and tired of listening to the hoopla that comes out of the U.S. and Canadian marketplace, the kind of information that is just leading us astray every day. So we're going to touch on a couple of real pointed data points that are giving us a sense of why we want to own gold and silver when we come back. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to the show. This is the time where we get to spend a few moments summarizing what we've discussed over the course of the last little while. We're happy to have everybody come aboard and we thank you for listening. We spent a great deal of time on this show, guys, talking about gold and silver, how to get it into your portfolio, what the value of it is right now. We talked about the summer doldrums. Jeremy, the importance of understanding that these are cycles and they happen very quickly. An investor that's listening to the show for the first time today might not invest for another two or three months. They could be missing a big chunk of activity that has traditionally happened in the late stages of summer, early stages of fall. Well, that's always the way, isn't it? It's better to be one month too early or two months too early than one day too late. How many clients have we spoken to for years saying, oh, I'm not buying today. I'm waiting for the price to drop. And the price doesn't drop. It just keeps moving up, and they don't get into the market. Or or the price drops, and they say, well, I'm going to wait for it to drop further. Um, you know, fi- it's tough to find that entry point. And I would say to your point there, Darren, that it's difficult if you're not doing your research in the market, it's difficult to gain some sort of perspective by watching the charts. Um, the fact of the matter is the charts get painted. We hear that in the market all the time from major analysts saying that the bullion banks paint the paint the the price, the uh, central banks paint the price, so they try to paint a downtrend so as to uh, try to stop investors from getting involved in the market. Now, why would they do that, of course, is the question. Well, the answer is simple. Gold and silver stand in the way as a protection against fiat currencies like the U.S. dollar. And if you... If you have a printing press in your backyard and you keep printing money and spending that cash all over the city, you're going to be the first one to say, when I get found out, this is going to really, really suck. And for some reason, you know, the emperor has no clothes. People still have a confidence in the U.S. dollar. But let me tell you, that confidence can erode very, very quickly. Now, you've got entities around the globe like China, Russia, Iran, uh, all looking for ways to get out of the U.S. dollar in terms of trade. 
Next week, we're going to really talk about the fact that gold, uh, Russia and China are really looking to get away from the U.S. dollar, which is not good for the U.S. dollar long term. So ultimately, you got to learn about the market. You got to study the market a little bit. Now, for us, we try to make it easy. We say, look, look at the U.S. dollar, gold and silver hedge against the U.S. dollar. If the dollar's deflating or they're printing too much of it, or it's devaluing, I should say, and that's creating inflation, you need to protect against both of those issues. Now, when you have a, a currency that's declining and the world is using that currency to trade, those countries around the globe aren't going to be happy. So they're going to start trying to figure out ways to get around that, or they're going to start applying pressure to, to, to the U.S. in terms of that. That's where you get geopolitical unrest. That's okay. where you get lots of tensions at these G20 summits saying, uh, I don't think I believe you or I don't agree with you on this. Or you end up with, as an example, uh, Ger Germany who says, you know what, mm, I think we'll just take our, all our gold back. Thank you very much. Now, finally, you get supply and demand. And every time you see the price drop, you see the supply getting sucked away and the demand keeps growing in this market over time as people understand these fundamentals, as people start to see the story in silver and gold and they say, I need to have that in my portfolio. Well, there's a lot more people on the planet. There's a lot more people interested in gold and silver. It's a finite commodity. That's where you get tightness in the supply. And of course, when the price is low, what happens to the mining companies as well? They start to shut down. And again, we're seeing a bit of a trend change in the miners, again, being reported by numerous sites and being shown through the stocks themselves, which is usually indicative of a gain. And we talked in the first segment about the potential of that seasonality kicking in right now to create another big wave cycle where the price of silver may in fact migrate up towards $25 an ounce by next spring. I'm on the side of the fence that is believing in that uh, analysis. I do for many reasons, among the reasons that Jeremy was just discussing, saying in fact that this is kind of a perfect storm coming together. As investors, I can't tell you how many times a week people come into our offices and they're just absolutely flat sick about the way things are going in the marketplace. There was a recent study, which is going to lead us into the next little part of this last segment, done in Harvard. And that study was, I think, about 24 or 25 doctorate students who all had their degrees in, econ in economics. They were asked a bunch of questions, but the big question they were asked is, common sense, what would happen in a market where manipulation occurred would that market gain consistently over time or would it be signs of erosion followed by more manipulation and so on and so forth? And of course, they already knew the answer. It's like the hypothesis was preset. The whole entire group answered the same way individually without the other knowing, which is to say that the more we sweep under the rug, the more likely it is that spots of erosion occur. We're seeing it in precious metals. We can't get a hold of physical product. The price is low, relatively speaking, it's super value right now. It should be much higher than it is. We've got a kicker because the Canadian currency value has just jumped 10%. So you're getting the same, almost same price of gold and silver spot US as a week ago. And you're getting 10% more value on your Canadian dollar buying power. And all of those things are combining right now to make you the investor 
extremely powerful in this opportunity. Now to that, we've added colored diamonds to the show. We've talked about the importance of coupling them all together, but we cannot sit here and continually suggest that things are not being swept under the rug. I'll give you two pieces of information about what's happening in these markets. One is the Philly Fed slumped. Now the Philadelphia Federal Reserve reports on a monthly basis as to what activity is in the marketplace. They slumped from 33-year highs in February of this year, meaning there is signs of evidence that the economy is growing to what they had as November lows of last year. Now, in a consistent market where that was growing, that would tell us that if they continually were gaining momentum in the economy, there should be more growth and continual growth, but there isn't. It's soft data. Now, in coming shows, we're going to focus a little more on the Canadian uh, marketplace and what's happening there now and how we've hung our hat basically on real estate. But again, we don't want to knock everything. We want to share with you the value of adding gold and silver to protect yourself, even if you do invest in things like the real estate market. But the fact is that you have opportunities opportunity here now. And this is the best time I can think of in, I can't even remember since probably 2010 to get on board with gold and silver. We talked through the show about adding gold and silver in accounts through depositories, through registered accounts. We also want to introduce an old friend called collateralized financing. This is the opportunity or concept of other people's money. Now in the closing of this uh, four segment, we're not going to have much time to spend here, but this is essentially giving you the opportunity to put down as little as 30% of the total metal value that you want to invest in. That means if you wanted to buy $50,000 worth of gold, you could put down as little as $15,000 and have the rest collaterally financed, have control of that metal, have it allocated, segregated with serial numbers in storage that you can go and visit. A little bit different than what we used to do in the past. We're welcoming an old friend back. It's a big boom for us. Stay tuned because it's coming in the next little while. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we call it a day here? I just want to go back on what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago when we talked about that every time there's a G20 meeting, what happens to the price of silver? It retraces all the way down. As soon as the G20 finishes, it's up 50, 60, 70 cents. And we think that there's going to be a, a pretty good increase right now. Go to our website. Uh, if you're looking to buy physical metal to pick it up, take it home, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and pick the product that you want. Come get it, take it home. You've been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. We appreciate it very much. Have a great week.